0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, JR Mom, joined as always by Jared. Dad. Hi. How's it going,
1: JR Dad? It's going okay.
0: Excellent, excellent. Uh, welcome back to Florida.
1: It's nice. We've now almost recovered from the trip back to Florida.
0: <sighs> it was not as bad as the trip up to Maryland, but it was still quite long.
1: We didn't hit a time warp where time went backwards. But- all right,
0: but we're going to talk about all of this
1: yeah when we this to... is a tease this is the teaser it's just a little preview a little you know palette you amuse know, bouche? A palette, a bouche it's in the amuse <laughs> bouche yes yes yes
0: all right uh the cocktail of the week all right so we bought this watermelon this we is
1: very dramatic i like <laughs> i'm very much in favor of all this
0: big ass water whole watermelon <laughs> when we were in maryland
1: it's bigger than both our heads put together oh it's
0: a giant watermelon And I I had this idea that I think for like 4th of July, I'd cut up this watermelon, we'd feed the dogs some watermelon, and then it just didn't happen. So we had the whole ass watermelon unadulterated. Yeah, and
1: 4th of July, I had to go back down here for the hurricane, too. So the whole thing was thrown off.
0: So we're we're packing up to come back to Florida, and we still have the whole watermelon. I was like, I'm bringing that watermelon. I got plans for the watermelon because we had a bottle, partially drank. But still quite full. Uh, key West legal rum, key lime rum. So key lime, it's it's like white rum, and it's got key lime straight up in it. Like you got to shake it up to get the lime. We gotta tell you,
1: you gotta go to this distillery if you're here because this is just one of the like cool things they make.
0: Yeah, it's it's great, and we you t- know we talk about them all the time. So I'm like, I am gonna infuse that watermelon. With this key lime rum.
1: You had had a plan. You had a vision. You had a vision.
0: I cut a hole in the top of the watermelon.
1: You almost drilled a hole. Yeah.
0: And I took the bottle and I put it into the hole.
1: Stuck it in, upended it and put it in there.
0: Yep. And so for 24 hours, this watermelon with a bottle of rum stuck into the top of it sat on our counter.
1: It looked great. It, It just looked like a science experiment.
0: And then we had a very rum tasting watermelon
1: yeah it didn't infuse evenly
0: no the middle part was more infused there was a
1: really rummy middle and then the outsides were less rummy which is interesting you could just pick your rumminess
0: i think if we had chopped the whole thing up into like watermelon cubes and let them sit in a bowl that it would have diffused more because like some of the water comes out and then it would have been reabsorbed yeah
1: it touches more
0: uh, what I did though, because there's two of us and this whole ass giant water- watermelon.
1: I mean, it was like a two-armed. You can't ha- carry it with one arm. Watermelon. A big watermelon. I size yeah. of watermelon.
0: So I cut it in half, and I took one half and I made it into watermelon juice, which is real easy to do. Just to get in the blender. Like you don't. It's not like juicing an orange where you got to do complicated stuff. So you just blend it. It blends down. You can strain it, um, which I did because this watermelon had seeds, but you don't have to. And now, is this any different than making watermelon juice and then adding the rum? Not
1: really, but whatever. Much more fun though. It, it, Still, it looked not, way cooler. Jamming that bottle all the way in, the long neck of the bottle all the way in, the that was very dramatic. It was yeah, cool. it was yeah. good.
0: Uh, so I had, but whatever, I ended up with key lime rum, watermelon juice. And then I also, I took some of the cubes of uh, the other part of the watermelon, I cut up into chunks and i froze some of the chunks nice along with a few blueberries and so then i took my glass and i filled it up with the frozen key lime rum infused watermelon chunks to serve as ice cubes and then i poured the chilled key lime rum infused watermelon juice over that and that is the cocktail of the week we should give it a name
1: yeah boy the skydiver
0: okay it is called the skydiver. It is for no
1: good reason, but that's pretty good.
0: Key lime rum infused watermelon juice over frozen key lime rum infused watermelons.
1: I'm a, I'm a little bit in awe as I sometimes, sometimes am of you your like plan and execution. I would have given up. I would have just eaten the watermelon. Like <laughs> this is a really complicated project. I jammed a bottle in a watermelon. And now I have to eat the rummy watermelon you're like man and i did these three other steps and five other things and i juiced this and i made this and now you know you have all this like awesome stuff i would have just been gnawing on some watermelon
0: it is a beautiful looking drink yeah too and the watermelon juice is really good uh so yeah that worked out that's cocktail of the week
1: worked out for me Better than yeah. just nomming on some watermelon like some toothless old dude. I think you did
0: mem- nom on a bunch of that key lime <laughs> I also did, yeah.
1: <laughs> don't, I don't want to sell my shelf short. I also ate a bunch of rummy watermelon. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. All right. It's, it's been a real tough week, you guys.
1: It's been a long week. We don't. We still wake up and we're not sure. I'm. Let me speak for myself. I wake up still and I'm not sure where I am. And whether I have to drive somewhere today,
0: yeah, that's true,
1: <laughs> or fly somewhere.
0: So, since our last update, uh, Remy and CB had had a bit of a discussion, let's say, where
1: Remy CB was expressing his emotions. Remy was well sexually
0: assaulting, sexually harassing,
1: aggressively displaying his emotions. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we were kind of waiting for Brody to correct Remy, which is like never fun, but it's sort of necessary for the new dogs to learn some boundaries. And Remy, very insistent on humping CB all the time. He can't mount CB, right? But he's humping next to him and he's got his nose up in his junk. Is Like really... And CB doesn't like it, but he was just kind of tolerating it. And so... yeah, whatever.
1: CB would get stressed and look to us for guidance. And we're like, CB, yeah, can and we're you like, just you gotta bark do something. at him? That's the best thing.
0: Yeah, because yeah, nothing that I did helped. Like, I would wave snacks. I could wave a cheeseburger in Remy's face. Would not matter. CB would be like, oh, I want that cheeseburger. I'm going to go to Jen when I'm trying to get Remy off of him. Yeah, you so, could have
1: slapped a steak in Remy's face, and he would have been like, but I really love Chief Brody.
0: Yeah. And, and look, I mean... Remy is having the anxiety humping problem, but Brody is making it incredibly different, difficult to do anything about it because anytime I try to get Remy off of Brody, Brody comes to me because <laughs> he's nervous. Anytime I if, I, if I go like, Remy, Brody's like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. It's bit, so the, the dynamics are very complicated. So Brody gave Remy a couple corrections. This must have been like Thursday morning. Nothing too aggressive. And Remy understood because then he was like, Ooh, I'm going to go over to say, the- oh, I don't know if I should go over there. I kind of so
1: remembered, yeah.
0: I was like, oh, maybe this is working. Thursday night, he's back at it all the time. So Brody snaps at him, you know, not trying to do anything, just to be like, like hey, get, get off, off me. Get off me, yeah. Caught his lip, mm-hmm. which, you know, it did bleeding a little. But that freaked Remy out that, you know, this wasn't just a sound like he hurt. And so Remy starts like barking and kind of snapping a little bit. We had to separate them. And then we did not sleep that night. We we managed to get like an hour and a half, two hours. Brody was up like completely freaked out like there was a thunderstorm. Remy was completely freaked out, panting, crying. So I ended up on the couch. You were locked in the room with Brody. I mean, it was terrible. Right. Brody
1: was climbing on me like there was a thunderstorm yeah. or or, or pant- walking around panting. No, it was like... They both needed therapy that we were unable to give them because they're dogs and they don't understand.
0: Yeah. Um, and so it's like, <laughs> we clearly have to now keep them separated, right? This is the thing on Thursday. We cannot have them together in the same place uh, because Remy is like, cannot be dissuaded from doing this. Any attempts to try to work with Remy on it freak Brody out. He'll have hours of anxiety spirals from stuff because he's got his own problems. Um, So this is a difficult situation, right? Because like we know eventually it will get better that like Remy will get fixed and he'll also settle in and his anxiety will go down and this will go away in like a month, which means for a month we have to deal with variations of this and we can't have the dogs be together. And that's a not ideal way to foster a dog who needs a lot of love so at some point at like 3 a.m 4 a.m on on that night that we didn't sleep i emailed the rescue group and i was like he needs to go to a different foster home like this like it's not that we can't do this but this isn't ideal for anyone like our dogs are freaked out he's freaked out he's not like we want our foster dogs to like get in the bed and snuggle up with us and he wants to do that like he's he loves snuggling and he wants to do that and instead he has to be locked in a room and like even if we're both going in there and spending time with him like that's not the best way for him to do this and uh the rescue group did not find anybody else who could take him and so we still have him and uh he's look he is a very sweet wonderful boy it will eventually get fine the issue is not like long term what the problem is, the issue is we've got...
1: It's a long month.
0: Yeah, like he's getting fixed at the end of July, but it's not like they get fixed and then instantly their testosterone goes away. It takes a while. Um, and, you know, there's anxiety with the news settling in and he's taking a while to get over that. And so it's going to be a very long process and it sucks because like it's kind of unfair, <laughs> excuse me, kind of unfair to him, but also to Brody who is...
1: He's the victim in this. Very
0: high anxiety, kind of all the time now. Even though we're keeping them separated, um, you know, like we'll let Remy out if one of us is there and kind of standing between them and making sure nothing happens. And, and Remy has gotten a little bit better, um, but you know, it's not fair to Brody that he's on edge like that. So this is just to say, uh, you know, we show the you know some of the challenges and a lot of the work that we do, but you know, intentionally aren't sharing like the really hard, awful or gross or bad parts. of no, the, the what stress comes is for us.
1: The like fun stuff is for everyone else, right? I mean, yeah. it's supposed to be distraction and lighthearted and positive and uplifting and not make everyone feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's right. I mean, we, can, we can handle this, you know, if we can handle it, but it's not, you know, we don't want to, we don't need to share this.
0: Yeah, um, but you know, there's a lot of people like on Twitter who are like, ooh, when is he staying? When is he becoming permanent? And I'd be like, this dog would be gone if I had a choice. <laughs> like, I'm, look, I mean, he's staying with us. Once he's done with all of his medical treatment, we could adopt him out. He probably will be fine by then and probably will stay because this will pass. Um, but you th- what you have to think about when you're fostering dogs is like, you want the ideal environment for the dog. And the ideal foster for this dog is one who's going to be ga- able to give him a ton of attention, where he's not going to, you know, he's either, he, he has no interest in humping any of our other dogs. Yeah, it's Right. Weird. Why he fixated on Brody, we don't know. The whole drive down here, which we'll talk about, we had Brody up in the front, blocked off. Remy in the back with all the other dogs, everything was perfectly fine, no problems at all. Um, but he, it would be better for him to be in a place where he's getting kind of full-on attention, that he doesn't have this anxiety, that he's not managed, that he can just sort of be the dog who's getting all the attention that he wants. And we, you know, we've talked about this, like with Sizzle, who you know is now with Barb Nelson, who Matt from Rewrite Dogs they adopted him, her, and we loved her. I mean, Dad, especially, absolutely still, still loves her. Still, Sizzle. so ah, loves her. I mean, she was is. an amazing dog. Yeah. Um, but she had been in a hoarding kind of breeder hoarding situation like this the sheriff of it, the county where she was seized the dogs from this property it was a very abusive terrible neglectful situation um i mean there were i think 50 dogs that came off the property she was in a crate basically her whole life they had to pull all of her teeth like she had a really hard matted
1: fur and just like, oh, like never ev- been outside, all diseases i mean well,
0: yeah. Usually when the dogs come into foster, they come directly from the place to the foster homes and then we handle the medical care. There were a bunch of different kinds of dogs in this situation, but I think we took, we took a few rounds and I think she came with three Goldens.
1: She's the one where around. they're not really sure if that was Sizzle.
0: Yes, yeah, Sizzle, I think they're like, this one's Sizzle. And then eventually they're like, we think that one wasn't Sizzle. It was but like Betsy. <laughs> Whatever. Uh... They all spent about a month in a vet hospital. Yeah. You can imagine how much that care must have cost, like just to get them stable enough to come into a foster home. Who's so paying
1: for that? Like the, the sheriff, the, the rescue yeah, group. Yeah,
0: if you guys would like to donate to the Golden Retriever Rescue Group we work with,
1: <laughs> and a lot of you do, and it's you know, but yeah. everyone new should know that this is our. Charity, you know.
0: Yeah, there's a link in our bio, or you can go to um, great.org. There's actually a Golden Ratio Fund there. How which many
1: R's are in the three? Two R's. Two R's. It's Golden Golden Retriever Rescue I don't Education No, but and in training. the word Great, G R R. It's, it's okay. an acronym All right. for Golden Retriever. Yeah, but it's not like Tony rescue. the Tiger. I think he has three.
0: He has more. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, great.org slash Golden Ratio. I think it's there's a link in our bio that goes to it, or you can just go to great.org. And um, they have a donate page. They they have and do always take any dogs, regardless of what the cost is, for their medical care. And, you know, like Remy, uh, you know, they're going to pay for his cataract surgery, assuming he's a candidate for it. That's, a, you know, thousands of dollars. They
1: would have paid for Manchegos.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they, they cover everything. And so, you know, who knows what that bill was for Sizzle. Yeah. And so we had her, she fit in great with everybody. There was no tension. There were no problems, but she kind of needed to not have as many dogs around, right? She needed more.
1: She had a lifelong love deficit, as yeah. you say, right? She she needed lots of pets to catch up. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and I knew, you know, that Barb Nelson had been thinking about getting another dog. And I was like, I think I got the dog for you, Barb. Good. And Barb was in love with Sizzle before she met her. She's like, I want this dog, I want this dog. And so when they That's and so when good. they met and and
1: it's so good.
0: She is completely in love with that dog. Like they are true human dog yeah. soulmates.
1: But Sizzle gets along with Zoe well. I think they have a good it's arrangement, like one of, right? Yeah, Where Zoe a pal. kinda does her thing, but Sizzle can assert herself if she wants to and that you know. So it's I think it's good. It's a really it's good great. setup. Yeah. I
0: mean Sizzle would have been perfectly happy staying with us. Yep. She fit in here. But our job is to figure out, like, what is the best thing for these dogs? And with a lot of them that we take in, it's like they just need someplace stable and that they're going to get the medical care that they need. They like having the other dogs around. That's why we keep a lot of them. Yeah. But not always. And, you know, for Remy, I think he'll be fine here eventually. But if you could pick the ideal foster situation for him, it's not the situation he's in now.
1: Yeah, I was thinking it's not, it, you know, fostering and adopting shouldn't be ego-driven. Like, it's not you you may not be the perfect person for this dog and that's not on sure. you and that's not on the dog it just there really has to be a match in a way to make it ideal and that's and if it's not don't try to like fight that or or, or deny it or you know say well I we'll make it work it. or i alone can fix it right that's yeah. right because because you know you don't need to there is you know especially now with the internet right you have an almost an unlimited ability to match almost perfect with with almost perfect that's yeah. that's that's like a dating site in some ways right you can find the right match for this dog and if it's an old guy who just wants to pet remy all day maybe that's better than what we have right i mean yeah. that, that may be great you know so i it just shouldn't be yeah there shouldn't be ego be like oh it's failing i gotta make it work it's i gotta try harder you know yeah I don't know.
0: so in this case we have to try harder uh <laughs> Like, nobody...
1: We're uh, uniquely skilled for this. We're very good at it, and we will try harder. Of course, we're, we're geniuses.
0: I mean, if he didn't have all the medical issues that he does, I think there would have been many more options, but he does need a much higher level of kind of experience. Yeah, well, that's right um Both with the blindness and with the diabetes, right? You can't just give him to someone who's like, "Yeah, I like golden's and then you know they'll watch him and it's, love it, on yeah, him. Yeah,
1: it is funny because we get him and we're like, "Well, oh, he's not that blind, and he <laughs> didn't fall down the stairs, so that's pretty good." I mean, he's doing okay. He hasn't bumped into anything really hard.
0: But you think about like the 20 dogs that I fostered before we started keeping
1: them, <laughs>
0: and they were all just like, you know, some of them were skinny. Some of them, you know, needed a procedure right. or two, but they were all just like, yeah, hey.
1: Some were rambunctious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were just like kind of <laughs> normal dogs, like your dog sitting somebody's normal dog, yeah.
1: uh, who has a couple issues. Now we're gathering some un- oddities.
0: <laughs> Man, you're not kidding. Uh, so anyway, that is just to say, uh, things are very uh, uh, frustrating is, is how I feel. I just feel very frustrated, like we're trying so hard... And it's, f- it's going fine.
1: But and, and this isn't to knock Remy, right? He's a sweet boy. No, he's he's doing what he can. But he doesn't know anything, as you said. He's, he's, he can't see. So, so he's kind of – and he's un, absolutely untrained to the point where even if he – I think he knows his name, kind of. He knows to, to that, yeah. that sort of – for him, that sound, Remy – But he doesn't know what to do about it he doesn't come when you say his name because he doesn't connect the two it's just a it's a real there's a gap there that a lot of the other dogs we've had do not have which is the
0: thing again that i think people don't you don't necessarily think about because like even if you've got a dog that you haven't trained very well like (sighs) if you spent a few weeks with them as a puppy they know sit Right. Like exactly. even Guac exactly. is yeah. an outside dog. He's,
1: he's a wild child. Nothing.
0: Yeah. Nothing. I mean, we're lucky the housebreaking was very easy. Um, I think he had one accident inside at our house.
1: He's peeing on in the Maryland. porch, which he considers He's peeing outside. in the porch
0: here, but it is kind of outside, and that's just because we need to, like, train him. We need to get him downstairs faster. I think he wouldn't, but... Um, yeah i mean the housebreaking has been really good but he's gonna need like once we get him fixed and then hopefully once we get his eyes fixed um he's gonna need a lot of like obedience and i'm i've got some stuff to we you know it's hard to train him because he's diabetic so he can't eat snacks (laughs) yeah and he's blind but also you can't be giving him snacks because you need to manage his blood sugar so i got some snacks that should be okay and uh freeze-dried broccoli oh they all the dogs love it i tried some of it it's disgusting i literally spit it out remy thinks it's it's oh, like it's, it's so like gross
1: it, it's like something addictive he thinks it's the best yeah but like it's really... broccoli the poor guys had no life
0: brody too brody's like give me some more of that green stuff <laughs> guac loved it somebody <laughs> dropped a piece and guac's like nom, nom, nom.
1: crunchy, I'm green it's just it's broccoli but worse
0: it's got no calories it's not gonna affect his blood sugar it's great <laughs> for what we need
1: we're tricking all the dogs with that
0: so Trick. remy kind of gets isolated into my office here in florida so i am planning to do just like little sessions with him every day to get hopefully like his sit hmm. maybe his come. um but then we'll work with a trainer you know once his eyes are assuming he's a candidate once his eyes are fixed and we'll start working. oh with that'd with
1: be yeah, life-changing if we get his eyes fixed. For sure,
0: yeah. So that appointment is, um, I mean, it's not too far, August 2nd, I think, up in Miami.
1: August is a long time. Oh, wait a minute, it's not. It's not that far.
0: So, um, so yeah, that's the situation with Remy. So, he, yeah, he is a wonderful dog. I mean, he's snuggly and he's sweet and he just loves getting pet. And, like, overall, he's actually really mellow. It's just this weird fixation that uh, he developed with the anxiety of – of going at brody and so we're doing our best um so that's that voods is doing good he got his staples out uh he's got naked leg
1: He still got his pants off
0: where we have started physical therapy where he gets to go for walks and then i do little little exercises with him every day
1: he's doing he's doing great mentally he's it i i have to sometimes restrain him from going at guac right or yeah
0: he wants to play
1: he also runs into the elevator i mean he can't and what did we do we came in the room the other day and he was on the couch it was like yeah. the one thing that i think is in the instructions from the vet which is he should not climb on furniture voods did not read that apparently because no. he's, he's, he's like, like well i'm just gonna climb I've on doing there whatever i want guys i've been doing this all my life what's up with you guys yeah so so he's doing well as a tripod but you know we're hoping to change him to quadruped over the next, yeah, what is t- left? Eight, eight weeks left in the...
0: Operation Pinto Bean. <laughs> We're just finished. This is week four, so... Close, yeah. Uh, but he didn't actually have a surgery at the beginning of Operation Pinto Bean, so we got nine weeks to go.
1: Wait, you're giving the extra week because of his sur- his lame surgery? There was an official start date and it was independent of his surgery. I know,
0: but his recovery is 12 weeks regardless of when Operation Pinto Bean began.
1: Pinto Bean.
0: So he's doing fine. Um,
1: there's all this physical therapy now, which is like walk on three legs.
0: Yeah, you hold bend up. Bend backwards. Hold the, hold the good leg up so he has to stand on the bad leg. Yeah. And then there's one called Cookies to Contra Hip, which is great, where you take a snack and you hold it on the side of the good leg and they have to turn to get it. And that oh means that they have to put their weight on the bad leg.
1: I would totally do stretches for cookies. I mean, if someone put a cookie where I have to stretch my head and I would be able to chomp the cookie while I'm stretching, I would <laughs> totally do that. Well, yeah, that's why we do I it. guess it would have to be me, but that's less fun, right? If, if <laughs>
0: I mean, I'll do it if you want. Physical trainer. I, mean, I, like, yeah, I, I feel ca-
1: crappy asking you. To, you got real things to do. <laughs> I, should, <laughs> I should go to physical therapy, give them a bunch of cookies and be like, all right, do cookies with me. Very <laughs> oh, good. Put it where you want my head to be to stretch. <laughs> Whoa, cookies.
0: Uh, so that's that. Vink, uh, her, we were so hoping that her belly breakout that we've been talking about for two weeks would get better. And it got quite a bit worse this week. So she's back on the antibiotics. And it's helping a lot. I mean, this is day three on the antibiotics, and it's much better. But it
1: started in Maryland, away from the salt water, away yeah. from Florida weird stuff i mean it's she's just at a point in her life where she's developed some weird sensitivity to i think being
0: damp because it was fine in maryland until i took her down to the beach that one day
1: (sighs) being damp
0: yeah thank and and, i mean i towel her dry i didn't blow dryer but right and it could just be coincidence but it did start right after that so
1: and then she's of course like because she's the vank has just jumped in the water here a few times where it's like yeah. I can't stop the little meatball from going in the water if I'm trying to, you know, chase down Remy and keep track of Voods eating, I don't know, rocks. <laughs> the <laughs> m- most benign thing would be rocks, Voods.
0: Yeah. But she's she's back in the antibiotic. She's doing fine. Uh,
1: <laughs> she's she not troubled by it. Not we're, at all. We're troubled by it because it looks painful or itchy. But she's it's like, scary. she sleeps all the time. She's like, you know, doing her dead bug it's thing. Fine. She's fine. She's yep. fine
0: uh hopper's leg growing the fur back it's all healed up so she's good
1: she's not thinking of anything except fish these days again she's she's back and she's just fish looking and occasional ball interrupting with guac i mean she's in hog heaven that little dog
0: yep uh let's see guac doing
1: good shout out to guac i mean (gasps) we're going to talk about it in the drive too but you give guac an elephant or a pineapple or something, and guac is the most, like, solid, calming influence on everyone. So he, good. We were most worried about him in some ways because he's such a spaz and wants to play all the time with voods, for example. Mm-hmm. But he has been just consistently mellow and quiet and good. Yep. Just well behaved. Amazing. That yeah, well, let's
0: talk about the drive. Young man. Yeah. I mean, he had his like elephant stuffy in the car. <laughs> did. and it was just great. He just, I mean, he'll for hours and hours, all day, just have that thing in his mouth. His mouth chomped on the thing and he'll fall asleep on it. Yeah,
1: he'll just look so around happy. and you can throw it on the bed. He'll follow it up the bed. I mean, it's so good. It's and like then, a pacifier. It's it's like night and day from the other drives when he had a ball in his mouth and the ball is his toy. So he would, he would go to the edge of the bed and drop it and if there's a St. Patrick underneath him it would drop on St. Patrick's head
0: and go still very <sighs> angry about this or it's been a year. whatever
1: dog's down there and then he and then he growls at it and then he you know it's just like that's bad oral fixation but when he has a, an elephant or the avocado a soft toy that's his wubba and he just it just soothes him and he goes you know he doesn't need therapy he just needs a stuffed animal
0: yep so his mouth he was I mean everybody was the drive was very good for everybody, mm-hmm. um, G.R. Dad was a real hero and drove like the first eight hours.
1: Yeah, and you were a real hero and drove the last four hours, which was the part from <laughs> was, midnight to four. So it was tough. It was amazing. You, you, we got in, and then what did you do? You posted the snaps. I did. <laughs> you posted the snaps because you're like, I owe the people the snaps, and this is gonna be this is important. We gotta do. It's four in the morning for Pete's yeah. sake. So I shout out.
0: A thing that I notice I do is when I'm sleepy and driving i run my hands through my hair oh yeah it's a it's a tell so if you ever see me where i'm like kind of regular like constantly kind of running my hands through my hair fidgeting with my hair it's usually because i'm really tired i rub my chin helps keep me awake Just like i have a beard <laughs> yeah uh but you you took the first eight hours we were on the road by like seven twenty. yeah um i slept a lot of that
1: 20 minutes because it takes that long to hook up the jeep and, and get all the stuff <laughs> yeah. coordinated yeah
0: um, but it was really good. I mean, it made the whole thing much easier for me because like, you know, some of it was dozing because it's, you know, it's real bumpy back there. But I, I got a decent amount of sleep in. Which As was I was nice. saying,
1: I have been practicing that drive for a long time. I mean, yeah. I probably know most of the rest stops and I know a lot of the quick trips and a lot of the, yeah. you know, there's no quick trips. But, you know, I know a lot of the, the gas stations on the way.
0: But yeah, we had, I mean, Brody always likes to ride between the driver and passenger seat anyway. Or
1: Uh, on the passenger seat.
0: Sometimes on the passenger seat. So we, um, then there's cushions in there that can be moved around. So we often put one to kind of block dogs from moving between there, mostly because they try to crowd Brody.
1: Guac would probably come and sit on the gas pedal if he could.
0: Yeah. Uh, And Boots was doing it last time. And so I was like, okay, we'll do it this time to keep Remy out. And Remy's like, well, I can see over this thing. I mean, it's only a couple feet tall and then he's like can i help brody over this thing so then we had to put another <laughs> one so completely blocked the front did, from the back
1: which made it air conditioning more difficult and it the was also t- i guess say it was a little more boring driving because usually i can adjust the mirror which is the interior mirror which is useless in an rv because you can't look out the back right to see what you're doing and yeah. now i didn't know what you were doing i couldn't see what you were doing <laughs>
0: Oh, I could have done all sorts of. crazy I was in stuff this cabin.
1: There. Oh, you could have raised signs about you know ingo socks and stuff. But I wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> it would have been you know helpless.
0: Uh, but yeah, the air conditioning is, it only comes from the front cabin to blow into the back, and so we had it all blocked off. So it, it would get a little warm and yeah steamy in the back you Had to there. adjust. Once Remy would fall asleep, we'd kind of lift up one cushion <laughs> and then, like, get some air back there. Uh, but it, I mean, overall, it went fine. So we got in at like three thirty. So it was about twenty hours which is it's kind of what, what we expected takes. yeah we
1: and we never had the feeling that we were we were driving against time or whatever we had on the way up
0: no we were we were pretty efficient yeah. on this one so um yeah it went pretty well
1: yeah maybe we're getting better at it. who knows who knows
0: yeah uh so, so but
1: that was we got in at four thirty on monday morning so we're still a bit mm-hmm.
0: that was and then yeah so we got in i, I mean, guess it was like <laughs> we got in at 3 30. we probably were in bed by 4 30 because you gotta like you know all the dogs have to go brody decided to go for a swim oh
1: and 4 30 swim and then we're like oh get the towels so,
0: yeah there's all all the dogs are out there and i was like where's brody oh he's soaking wet so i locked him in the bathroom because like we got all <laughs> these dogs to wrangle and stuff yeah and he remy's first incensed. time in the
1: yard and it's and it's that, I mean we were really worried about Remy being like bumping into stuff or walking i mean we got i mean this is a good thing again, what a good decision by you to get rid of that big giant cactus, yeah, um, oh, again, you make good boy. decisions because mm-hmm. we got blind dogs, and we if we had that big stickly cactus that was just with those nasty stingers nasty thorns that yeah. st- lodge, oh, would have been terrible. you know he would have walked into it with his forehead, yeah. At and some point no in the last needles. three days, yeah. So. Uh, but he's fine now. He he sniffs around. He goes, you know. He kind of avoids the bonky wall. You know, he's bonked into the gate a few times, Remy. Yes. Okay, never mind. <laughs> She's giving me the look that saying, "Cut it out, Dingo." Just,
0: we were talking about the drive. We
1: were we had arrived in the drive. No,
0: I, <laughs> all right. I'm just. I want you all to know that there were other additional interesting stories that I'm now just cutting off. Oh, come right on. Nope, nope. What did you see nope. in South Carolina? Oh, I saw an armadillo.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> and goes like, you have to say that we saw the armadillo. I, I've seen amazing. a couple dead armadillos, but this was the first time I've seen a live one.
1: I didn't know they were in South Carolina. That's amazing. Yeah. I thought Texas. That's a Texas thing. Pretty cool. No. Nah. I mean, I love armadillos, just as an aside. I also love them. Anyone wants to send me an armadillo, I'm fine with it.
0: Can you imagine guac and an armadillo?
1: I mean, they could come to some arrangement because I think the armadillo is fairly protected.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Um, I do have, and I'm just looking at my notes of stuff to talk about. I do have a note um, to say, one, thank you to all of our diabetic and diabetic-adjacent followers who sent me lots of extremely helpful information about insulin and syringes and what i can get without prescriptions and the, where and what the to ask gauges
1: for. of the, the syringes they're like shotguns there's like really 40 gauge, we, and 100 bitched gauge about this last time Ingo. sorry
0: yeah no thank you for everybody who heard us bitching about it last time which we don't need to repeat because it's boring and go um and who dm'd me a lot of really useful information we now have a whole bunch of syringes and uh did not need a prescription for them so thanks a bunch Also, and this is kind of following on the needle thing, one of our followers um, who works in the medical field was like, you know, I think there's probably a bunch of people who have not gotten their COVID vaccine, which we advise you all to do at the end of the podcast and you hundred percent should do now. Cause if you don't, you're going to get this new COVID and it's going to suck. And like 30% of people get long COVID. I know people who have it and they're like young and healthy. And then like all of a sudden couldn't do anything for months and months and it's terrible. So you should get it. And so she was like, I think a bunch of the people, you know, certainly not all, but there's people who aren't getting it because they're like really afraid of needles and they don't want to go get a shot. And she's like, I also have this fear. And a thing that I do before I have to get a shot is that I put lidocaine. So you can get topical lidocaine just like in the first aid aisle.
1: You can buy it.
0: You can buy it. Yeah, like I think Neosporin with pain relief might have lidocaine.
1: Numbing lidocaine. It's
0: numbing. So she's like, I will put it on like a couple hours beforehand, put it on the spot where I know I'm going to get the shot. And then by the time I get there to get the shot can't feel the needle at all.
1: Wow.
0: So what a uh, good idea. Yeah. So if you've got a fear of needles or if you're really sensitive to needles, I know when I had surgery once, um, you know, you get to the hospital early and they start an IV and I was, it was a sort of, it wasn't emergency surgery, but it was a very urgent surgery. Like I was supposed to have it a couple weeks later and they were like, Oh no, you will have it, you know, on this day you know, whatever, a day and a half from when I called them. And so they kind of put me in at the end of the schedule and you can't have anything to eat or drink. And so I got to the hospital at like, you know, 3 PM, have not had anything to drink all day. So I was super dehydrated. Um, And they started an IV and it was so painful because everything's all kind of shrunk up and it hurts so bad just to have that needle in there where normally like I don't care at all about needles. Um, So if you're especially sensitive to needles, St. Patrick was like that too, really sensitive to needles, or if you're just afraid of them, this is a thing that you can try.
1: Lidocaine. Lidocaine. This is totally legal and within the system.
0: Yeah. Uh, So just go to the first aid aisle and you'll find like some of the pain relief creams. Just look at the the labels and it'll have lidocaine listed and put that on there. So that may be a thing that you can do to, you know, get you past that one thing that may be stopping you from... Getting your vaccine—that's a good idea. Yeah, I thought so too. So, uh, I guess you should there.
1: preemptively lidocaine in your like your butt and both shoulders and you know wherever they might jam they
0: it. They definitely will not jam it in your butt. They will give it <laughs> you in the left shoulder or the right shoulder. They let you pick which one.
1: Yeah. Come, uh, to, come to think of it, at the CVS in Open View, they're not shoving anything in my butt. No. Thank uh, goodness.
0: <laughs> I don't think they give. I mean, probably in babies, they give them and shots in their the, butt. The, but.
1: No, they do give you the... They, they ask you where you want it, or you can tell them I want it right side or left side. Yeah. Because some people want it in the non-dominant hand. Yeah, so your, the, your arm, arm does hurt
0: the next day, but yeah. it's fine. I mean, it's it's not as bad as a tetanus shot for me. Yeah. Like, it well, hurts, yeah. but more like a flu shot.
1: It's better than yellow fever or smallpox. Or COVID. Yellow fever. Thick and viscous. Blah. Gross. Mm-hmm.
0: all right here's the other things that i have notes for that we have been talking for a while i have death nut death question nut. mark and boyfriend in nitrous oxide
1: oh do the boyfriend nitrous oxide i think we here. gotta
0: save it for a no rules podcast Five.
1: okay that's up to you you're the boss so let's do death nut
0: you're gonna do the death nut
1: dude i'm gonna do the death nut
0: all right so our friend
1: ralph well maybe ex-friend after this but he's a friend (laughs) so far he's definitely on the friend side (laughs) he he (laughs) sent us
0: from amazon the death nut challenge 3.0
1: i think ralph just got a tattoo of one of the dogs too this is brilliant yeah but he's a very good friend
0: yeah um so the death Nut challenge 3.0 has five different hotness levels of nuts And you're supposed to start with level one and then level two and so on up to level five. We got these nuts. Um, I'm skipping the middle stuff. Like, I'll have one with you.
1: Oh, my God. You're going to have a four or a five? A
0: five. I'll have a five.
1: Listen to the description. Heat level, regretfully hot. The death nut. Three times Carolina Reaper. Two times Moruga Scorpion. A blast of the wicked hot seven... Hot pimento, primo, primo pepper, and a sprinkle of pure all-natural, sixteen million Scoville capsaicin crystals. For Pete's sake! They just
0: put straight up capsaicin on there.
1: It just sounds really dangerous (laughs) because there's four, five levels of nuts. One is mild. Are you ready for this? And it goes all the way to the death nut. Yeah. Goodness gracious. So I don't apparently think
0: we're going to eat this.
1: I might not survive this.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know why we're doing this. The last the chip was really unpleasant.
1: And it's supposed to be it's a two-person challenge. Death Nut 3.0, the two-person player so to, version.
0: I read the rules and to win, you're supposed to go 5 minutes after you eat the last death Nut without drinking can, anything.
1: Drinking anything. drinking anything i'm gonna eat this cheese that i have put aside that's, would you like some of the cheese
0: no i'm good right now i don't want right. to touch the nut though because then i'm going to touch my eyes
1: okay do you want to do you, you want to see if we it, can do like chopsticks or something you can
0: put it on my spoon
1: i don't want to touch it
0: you can just pour it out onto the spoon i don't want to touch it you don't have to touch it pour it out onto or my pause spoon. it. okay hang on a second let me push the button okay we're back
1: okay i have some tools because the key is not to touch it with to your not hands touch the death because nut. then it ends up in your face or yeah. your in your eyes or other places that you might touch with your hands, which burns Just give me the nut you don't have to do this
0: it is your, here I'll, I'll take the package and get my own nut.
1: Oh my God, this is a stupid idea. You're getting a bigger nut than I am No
0: no no, I want a little nut.
1: Here you want this nut this no. is a half nut.
0: I think our nuts are about the same size
1: mm.
0: Oh no, you dropped the nut. <laughs> <Whoa>.
1: <laughs> I'm not picking it up with my hands Well okay right. i have like two spoons that i'm using as utensils <laughs> to not touch the nut of death
0: all right one <sighs> One, two, three. a little bit sweet
1: it's a peanut
0: yeah it's hot it's
1: gonna get worse
0: that's the thing i was i'm tempted to be like that's not that bad but it always does get worse
1: I'm drinking something, though. I mean, I'm not in any challenge, and if it is, you win. (laughs) Yay.
0: Okay. um, (coughs) That was just me swallowing wrong. Uh, While we endure the death nut, would you like to talk about the German word of the week?
1: Sure. You give me your suggestions.
0: Okay. I have three things written down. Um, We have two words for, like, average or... What is... Mediocre. Mediocre. Or under all pigs. (laughs) We do both. Okay, you go ahead. I'm going (laughs) to get us some drinks.
1: Starting to burn a little bit more now.
0: It's not as bad as the chip was. All right, we had to stop the podcast for like 10 minutes.
1: Profoundly unpleasant.
0: I believe that's what I said when we ate the chip. I take it back that this was not as bad as the chip. It was as bad as the chip.
1: And worse than the gummy bear.
0: The gummy bear was definitely not this bad.
1: Because as I recall, it was just the world's... little
0: nitro. It
1: was just the world's hottest gummy bear, which is kind of a low bar. This is supposed to be the hottest thing ever created in a lab by people with evil intent.
0: I don't feel good.
1: I don't feel good. And knowing that the nut, which has burned the crap out of my mouth, pardon my French, is now in me somewhere, is not making me a lot happier. Like, it's doing something in there.
0: I can feel mine punching around in my tongue.
1: (sighs) Ugh. It's a single peanut for Pete's sake, guys.
0: It has literal just capsaicin, pure capsaicin. It's kind of an abomination against
1: nature. So I, you know, I'm not, uh, not in, I'm not endorsing this. I would not recommend this to a friend. Nope. We'll not do it again. Like it really hurts your mouth.
0: Ralph, stop sending us hot shit.
1: It really hurts your mouth.
0: Stop it. All right, so we were going to try to get to the German word of the week, and then there were too many body sounds happening, and we had to stop.
1: Oh, yeah, I just want to note that when I laid down to, like, focus on the pain in my mouth, Ben came over and laid next to me because yeah. she's an empath, she's... or because she saw me blowing my nose in one of the cleanups.
0: <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> All right, so German word, did you want to do the average one or the pig's one? We'll do
1: both because you've now... That's
0: like three German words.
1: Teased Both. I think we can have a glut of. There's probably hundreds of thousands of German words. You know, <laughs>
0: that's true. Um, apologies to the very nice woman who does the wiki, who's going to have to now do three words. <laughs> <on the Wiki. laughs> All right. Do you want to do the pigs or the average first? Average. Okay. This is
1: this is someone on Twitter asked. I can't remember if it was a follower or not or re- reposted it. And what is the German word for mediocre? Yep. Right? Right. Um, and somebody actually answered it. What it wasn't me who said it's uh Mittelmäßig. Mittelmäßig captures it yeah and then i was like yeah because i would have said there's also a word called durchschnittlich (laughs) which is exact i mean that's the word for average like statistical average and but it's the same kind of translation it's not derogatory to call someone average really yeah i mean it can be but not all, not always. But if you call someone mittelmäßig, it does sound like mediocre, like you know, really. Who's that?
0: I think it's Vink.
1: She's she's right here by my foot. I mean, she's fine. Oh well, she does that sometimes.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Anyway, so there. Yeah, durchschnittlich. Not so is is fine. Not so derogatory. So
0: you're saying, that, like, read. I'm looking at this word in front of me. I would I would pronounce it durchschnittlich, and you're saying it a little different.
1: Durchschnittlich. Durch. Yeah.
0: Is that just a weird because pronoun- durch is a word, like by itself, like through. Durch, through.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a preposition. Yeah. You say it different. Durch. Term. Yeah, I just kind like, of well, blend like a y the R C H. Interesting. Yeah, you, it, I mean you know better, right? It's well, just, it could be that I have a dialect that I don't even know about. Yeah, you, know. you do. Durchschnittlich. Okay. Some people probably say Durchschnitt.
0: That's a, that's what I would say. Durchschnitt. Oh,
1: then you're from Würzburg. Oh, okay. <laughs> then you're from the Franken region of Germany. And they, they they do they uh they have a much sharper R. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's all it's all on the spectrum.
0: Uh, it's, this this is good stuff to know.
1: So mediocre is mittelmäßig.
0: Mittelmäßig.
1: If you say some guy's a midi- mediocre employee, as a mittel- mittelmäßiger Angestellter, that carries the same connotation of like. Eh, it was mm. fine. Yeah. Not, not, not great, guys.
0: The other word that I wrote down was just under all pigs, which Dear Dad used at me in the car.
1: And this isn't a word, so it doesn't technically count, right? So maybe it doesn't have to be listed on the wiki. It's a phrase, right?
0: Yeah. Phrases are okay.
1: You just say unter alla sau. This is a, unter alla sau. These conditions are, and literally just means under all pig. I don't know what exactly what it means. I think it's just dirty and, I mean, unacceptable. It just means unacceptable. I, I
0: think you said, I feel under all pigs. Yeah. You know what I you mean, said? Like, yeah. I feel like dirt, sort My of? My
1: condition is unter alla Yeah. But you usually say, you know, something is, like, the condition of something is unter huh. alla Like, cleanliness or safety record or, you know, it's just completely unacceptable. It's unter alla Yeah. Oh. Under all pig. Yeah i'm not sure how that came from that's gotta Why be the wrong vink
0: ma? making all that noise vink vink what is it vink maybe she needs to go out
1: maybe we need to clean her we need to dry her yeah
0: she's get, she's gonna get the pig speaking of <laughs> she's gonna
1: get unta la pig
0: well this has been a long podcast our taste of the keys is, can be our road trip mini season starts next week where the mainlanders infiltrate the keys wednesday and thursday to hemingway
1: look-alike contest is coming is oh right my now God.
0: And the running of the bulls is this weekend, which <laughs> I didn't know about. I knew that there was the Hemingway looking like lookalike contest. I didn't know that there were dudes with fake bulls that ran around in the street.
1: <laughs> Hobby horse bulls.
0: <laughs> uh, that is Saturday, and we are a hundred percent going. So there will be yeah. pictures. I'll There's put no it in the snaps.
1: butt end of the bulls. They're just the front, the head ends. Yeah.
0: And I don't. I don't know. Do they butt anybody with them? I think people just run around. And oh
1: yeah, like, no. I think it's like in Pamplona. I think they just so they run around. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna fake. wear
0: a white dress with a little red sash. <gasps> That's
1: good because all the Hemingways have red berets on.
0: Yeah, and they've got like white shirts with little red scarves or like waist things. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna dress up.
1: Maybe you'll have to dodge one of the fake bulls. <laughs> I don't know how this works. I'm, I'm not running in front of any bulls. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a fun time. <laughs> we're also doing the uh, Hemingway Days, so this is this week is Hemingway Days uh in key west and so Saturday's the big day so there's this thing that hemingway look-alike contest thousands right
1: like four or five thousand hemingway look-alikes isn't no no i mean it's I, four or five hundred, five hundred.
0: i don't even think it's that many it's a lot
1: and then they have a contest who's the most hemingway of the hemingways
0: yeah who looks like him but there's also a, a paddleboard race and a 5k i have done this 5k before i did it on a whim and i showed up and Pilar, who is a, a different rum distiller in Key West, um, they're named after Hemingway's boat, the Pilar. Um, and they make fantastic rum. It's really so... Really I mean, good. seriously, I'm just going to have one bottle of rum. I'm sorry to my friends at Key West Legal Rum. Like, I love your stuff. It would be a bottle of that Pilar Blonde. <sighs> it's so good. It's so good. So anyway, they were there and they had like this rum punch. So I got there early and i was walking around and i was like can i have some of that and they gave me some so i had a glass of rum punch before i ran the 5k and then after the 5k they have this whole like party on the beach on the ocean like palm trees rum free rum punch pizza like live music yeah and i asked you why out? is the
1: sign up for this 5k so much this 60 is a bucks. lot of money and you're like because it includes the rum and the rum pizza punch. and the party <laughs> it's such
0: it is the best after race party that i've been to including some races that kind of pitch themselves on their after race parties. The
1: rock and roll ones yeah
0: yeah now this is it's so key west it's so good
1: rum infused R-
0: free rum punch uh
1: are there lookalikes who run it there must be there's going to be Hemingways running it right
0: i don't remember any of the year that i ran it but you know who knows yeah so anyway, we're going to do that. That's also on Saturday, so we're going to do that.
1: Yeah. So that's a good taste of the keys, which is
0: Hemingway. Days, Hemingway, yeah. Heming,
1: problematic guy, but a big part of the life here. Yeah, part he's, of the life he's here. quite a figure. His, his former house is like right in the middle of Old Town, and it's you know you're you're always constantly brushing up against him and his cats.
0: He he was an asshole, but he did quite a bit for Key West, actually. Like he supported a lot of things and made a lot of things happen yeah. in Key I mean, West. The
1: restaurant we go to is where he used to box. The yeah. the museum where he kept his cats still has his cats or yeah. his yeah. descendants of his cats. So it's a big, it's a big part of Key West. Yeah, Fa- fair enough. Yeah,
0: uh, and I mean, he, like when he was alive, he, you know, did a lot of initiatives for the island. So yeah. I get why. Even though he was kind of an asshole. Though I also like his books. <laughs> yeah if you, if you can get past the house part anyway uh we don't need that discussion about separating the art from the artist it's too philosophical this is a dog podcast we,
1: we're just dealing with the burning mouth syndrome and we're just getting better about that
0: and vink probably needs to go out so until wow. next week get vaccinated rub some lidocaine on there ahead of time and it's gonna be fine uh and don't bite anyone unless they ask you
1: to don't bite anyone unless they ask you to bye bye, bye.